Eagles Entertainment. Eagles everywhere, welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you here at Lincoln Financial Field late on Sunday afternoon following the Eagles' 17-11 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. A difficult Sunday for the Eagles who played in front of a rabid electric crowd in South Philadelphia. But the Eagles just could not take advantage of opportunities that were there for them. Philadelphia dominating this game early. The Niners didn't even get a first down until the second quarter. But Philadelphia failed on several occasions to put points on the board. A pass from Jalen Hurts to Jalen Rager was ruled initially as a touchdown catch. But upon review, Rager stepped out of bounds. The play was nullified. And then later on the drive, Jake Elliott's field goal attempt blocked and an opportunity lost. And then later in the game, in the first half, this play happened. Jalen Hurts to Quez Watkins. On first down, Hurts to the end zone, steps up, looks. He is locked to get deep, and it is put along the far sideline. Right up is Rager. He is across the 20, the 15, the 10, all the way down to the 6. Yeah, they almost did it. They almost did it. <laughs> it's not 99 yards, but boy, that's how you get yourself out of harm's way. It's a one-on-one situation on the outside. And what a great job of getting beyond the defense by Quez Watkins and nearly getting to Pater. That big play, that 91-yarder, took the football down to the 49ers' six-yard line after the Eagles were backed up on a false start penalty. Another penalty on the 49ers in the end zone gave the Eagles a first and goal at the one-yard line. Here are Merrill and Mike talking about those four critical plays that changed the complexion of week number two for the Philadelphia Eagles. It is first and goal at the one. Sanders... They go with an eye. They have a tight end up front. This time, Hurts rolling, still rolling, still rolling, and finally fires incomplete. Fires on the far side intended for Ertz. It'll be second and goal from the one. Now, Mike, they have had trouble against the 49ers in short yardage. 49ers have a tough defensive wall. I mean, you could think from the one they could just plow it in. They're on the center now. This time, they give it off to Sanders, who leaps over a man and goes backwards. See, this is where they're having a lot of trouble. They're even putting the tight end in the backfield. Fred Warner makes the stop. He's only one of the best in the business. The first-team All-Pro Fred Warner finds the football all the time in these crucial situations. They've got to come up with a play, though, to get this football into the end zone. It is third and goal from the four. Third goal from the four. Again, this D-line of the 49ers, they are so good. They're quick off the football. They get great push, and they are disruptive. This time they go to the shotgun. Hurts in the gun on third down. He is running. He is looking. He is diving, and he is back inside the one again. Or they say he's at the three. They're not bringing the field goal unit in. They're not bringing the field goal in, unit in, where the 49ers in short yardage have been very, very tough. Eagles had a first and goal at the one, and now they have a fourth and goal at the three. Can they pull it off? Devontae Smith out to the far side of the field. Sanders comes back. 
to the left of Hertz. Oh, this is Razzle Dazzle. This time, it's a Razzle Dazzle. Rolling with the football is Greg Ward. He's looking, and he throws incomplete. They reversed it to Greg Ward, the former Houston quarterback, and he was going to try to throw to Hertz in the base of the end zone, but it didn't work because the 49ers had it well covered. The Niners took over with four minutes and 20 seconds remaining in the second quarter, trailing three to nothing, and they put together a 12-play, 97-yard touchdown drive that ended on a Jimmy Garoppolo touchdown pass. San Francisco took a 7-3 to lead, an advantage that they would not relinquish. The Niners then put together another 90-plus-yard touchdown drive in the third quarter to go up in the game. They actually scored the touchdown in the fourth quarter. It gave them a 14-3 to lead and then a 53-yard drive. Nine plays resulted in a Robbie Goldfield goal. And the Eagles were in a bit of trouble, trailing 17-3. to They made a late run at it on a big drive, 75-yard drive. A lot of Jalen Hurts runs, including a one-yard touchdown. That narrowed the gap to 17-9. to Then Kenny Gainwell plunged into the end zone for the two-point conversion, but the Eagles' defense could not get a stop late, and the game was over. 17-11, to the loss for the Eagles. A loss compounded by injuries suffered by right guard Brandon Brooks. A chest injury and defensive end Brandon Graham, who had an ankle injury. We will get updates officially on Monday, but initial reports very concerning for both of those players. Landon Dickerson, Eagles' second-round draft pick, entered the game at right guard upon Brooks's injury, and Dickerson played the rest of the way. So a very disappointing home opener for the Eagles after Week 1's encouraging victory in Atlanta. Eagles just couldn't get anything going in the passing game other than that Watkins big play. And that was surprising given that San Francisco played without its starting two cornerbacks as well as one of its starting linebackers. The Eagles just did not get anything going offensively. They ran the ball for 153 yards. That's great. But Hurts only threw for 190 yards. And that includes the 91-yarder to Quez Watkins. So on his other 11 attempts... Hertz had just 99 yards of passing. Here is head coach Nick Sirianni meeting the media after the game, explaining missed opportunities. You know, I thought they were, they give them credit, first of all. You know, I think uh, they did a great job. Their defense coordinator just did a really good job. And um, so I give them, give them credit for some of the false things they were showing us. Um, we thought it was a certain coverage. It wasn't. They did a good job of disguising it. 54 gets the, he gets the show running out there. He can kind of get everybody lined up the way he needs to. And um, so I give them credit first. And then um, I felt confident in the play. The play looked good in, in practice this last week. Um, Felt confident in the coverage that we were getting. They hey, they didn't play it, and that's ha- that happens sometimes. On second thought, do I do I want that play back? Of course. Anytime, anytime you you call a play that doesn't work, especially in tight games, especially in those and uh, and down there in, in, a, in a seven point play, you're gonna want that back. So. Uh, I got to call a better play. Yeah, I thought the defense really played well. I really did. Uh, and it just, you know, and we, we wanted to get an early lead and um, to, to make the team play from behind. And we didn't capitalize. You know, I think, you know, it's a different game. You go up 10 nothing. 
Um, you know, maybe it takes them out of some of their stuff that they really like to do. Again, Kyle called a great game, I thought. Um, but, you know, you want, to, you want to try to get an early lead, and we didn't do that for them. So uh, as an offensive staff and, and, and you know, per particularly as an offensive staff. So, um, yeah, I, I thought Jonathan and his staff did a great job of putting us in position against a team that could really, could really run the football. Of, and... Um, and then I thought the players really executed the plan well. I thought we did. I thought we played without looking at the tape. I thought we played a good game on defense. Round three is coming up, and round three is not going. The, the bell's going to ring for round three, regardless if we won or if we lost. So we have to put ourselves in position to win round three by, you know, correcting this tape hard, by rehabbing hard, by uh, by meeting hard and, and walking through hard, and by practicing hard to put ourselves in position. Um, to, to try to win next week in a, in a division game. So, uh, you know, obviously there's disappointment. You know, you know we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't win the game. That's the only goal, and don't care how you ever win it. You just want to win the game. And uh, um, so it was, it was, though, hey, you learn from this. Get up, pick yourself up, and, and, and try to go back and get back to work for next week. As for Hertz, a frustrating afternoon after the big week one game in which he threw for three touchdowns and ran at will. San Francisco played very solid defensively, but for Hertz, it was all about the Eagles not being consistent. We had a lot of opportunities out there we didn't capitalize on. I think that's, that's plain and simple right there, you know, and we have to be consistent in our execution. I have to be consistent in my ex execution and my operation um, as a field general. So, something to learn from today, a lot to learn from. A lot of things out there, everything out there was was we're things that we can control, so that's what hurts the most. Um, give credit to a, a good team and a good defense out there. Um, I know, uh, I know those 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 wounds out there are self-inflicted. We have a lot of confidence in everybody who goes out there. Um, everybody prepares their, prepares their tail off during during out the week, and he came in and his first time getting action. You know, I think he did a great job. Um, things to learn from from all points of views, but. We're going to all continue to learn. Um, win, lose, or draw, we're going to all continue to grow. And we lost round two. As for the offensive line, center Jason Kelsey talking about a tough situation after the Brooks injury. Rookie Dickerson, who didn't play in training camp, who'd been activated only a few weeks ago after suffering an injury, a knee injury, at Alabama, his senior year of college, he came into the game, went the rest of the way. Kelsey was very complimentary of the way Dickerson played and said the Eagles offense close, but just not good enough on this Sunday. Obviously, it's a tough situation to be thrown into. Uh, you know, never, didn't get a whole training camp and everything, but um, I think Landon did a hell of a job. I mean, they're, they're a good defense, and we went in there, and I know we got a lot to improve on. Uh, across the board, and I think offensively we still, you know, we did a good job. You know, little mistakes here and there. I mean, it's tough to narrow down one thing. Um, you know, I think that it was really, really close. You know, we had some really bright spots, but um, you know, ultimately, like little mistakes. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, whether it's penalties. Uh, I think that across the board, there's things that everybody can just do to get better. Uh, myself included. So, um, but I think the not to say you know, it's never positive when you lose, but I think all of it's correctable. I think all of us can can fix the things that are going wrong. 
The game certainly might have turned around in the Eagles' favor had they been able to score on that opportunity inside the five-yard line. Here's Watkins talking about the connection with Hertz and the disappointment of not scoring on that 91-yard play. When I caught it, I seen, you know, I had to get one dude hands off. I seen dude had the angle, you know, I just tried to, I just tried to outrun him. You know, it was a race to the, you know, the end zone. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get there. You know, we wanted to capitalize on that, on that, you know, on that drive and finish with a score. But, you know, uh, it, felt, it felt great. As for the Eagles defense, a pretty good job. The Niners really didn't do a whole lot offensively. Just 306 total yards, total net yards. But two 90-yard-plus touchdown drives allowed by the Eagles defense. That's just not good enough, says defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. I, mean, I think as a, as a defense, you know, we um, we played good, but obviously, uh, you know, you know, we didn't play good enough to win. So, you know, it's, it's, you can take some good and bad from from what just happened in this game today. And, uh, you know, you learn from the good. I mean, you learn from the bad and, you know, even from the good stuff, you know, the good plays that we made today. Uh, you just learn from it and, you know, you, you, you go out and you practice, um, correct the, the wrong and, uh, you know, get ready for the next game, which is a, we just got to be smart. You know, you got to play smart football. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the you know, penalties get called. We just got to, you know, we got to be smart. And, um, I mean, it happens to everybody. It happens, it, it, that could have happened to me. I mean, I got a penalty, a five-yard penalty, hands to the face. That kept a drive alive, you know. So you can't point your fingers at one person. I think you just got to, you know, kind of look in the mirror at yourself and um, know that, that you know, that I can be better with my hand placement and, I, and keep it out of somebody's face. So, you know, you don't point fingers at nobody. Just know that we can be better as a team, as a defense. And, you know, um, just, just keep going, man. There's no panic in, in that locker room at all. So the Eagles 1-1 one and one and staring at a Monday night game in Arlington, Texas against the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be a primetime game next Monday, so the Eagles really have to correct a lot between now and then. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me on this Eagles insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Tyler Lewis, Ray Doyle for their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. Have yourself a great Eagles day, everyone. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go Birds. 17-game schedule. The NFC is still wide open. The Eagles with some significant injuries after a really disappointing home-opening loss to the San Francisco 49ers.